0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host this is a lip media podcast hello chickens it's the fabulous adam richard and i still have theories I'm still talking about Spyfall Part 2 it's, there's so much in it I'm, I'm probably going to still be talking about it next week even though there's been another episode on I'd, I'm really running up against the wall here uh, thanks for all of your theories I'm enjoying them immensely please get in touch theory at adamrichard.com.au at adamrichard on Instagram and Twitter and also fabulous adamrichard on Facebook um, so by the way Whovians is on tonight on the ABC if you're listening to these when they come out uh, please watch that. They are my very best friends, my favourite Doctor Who fans. I'm not there uh, tonight. I probably won't be there much of this series at all because I have been working crazy and I'm on holiday. So, I do apologise if you're looking forward to seeing me. Um, I mean, you can look at me. I'll there's photos of me on the internet. Uh, just Google me. I'm probably still on Grinder. I'm not. I'm not on Grinder. I'm, I'm an engaged lady. I've got a ring and everything. Uh, so anyway, we're talking about Doctor Who, not about my personal life. Some people enjoy that though, I know. Uh, now, there was something that uh, the master said in this episode that really, really resonated with me not from a point of view of going, oh my God, that's just like me. But from a point of view of going, oh, I see how the master and the the doctor are, you know, for all of their similarities, being from the same race, being, you know, both meddling in time and space and running around and uh, being a little bit, you know, slightly unhinged, manic. Uh but there was a moment when uh, when the master has turned up in the 19th century uh, with Ada at, the, at the, the fair with the steam-powered grenades. <laughs> um, and he just starts, you know, firing off his tissue compression eliminator all over the place and shrinking people down to dolly size and killing them. Says, when I kill them, I get a buzz, you know, right here. Like I'm in the right places doing what I was made for. Oh, and we know that the doctor often feels like she is in the right place to save people, so it, you know it feels like they're they're both trying to get their heads around the fact that they are flipping about through space and time in what seems a very random place. Uh, the master even says, you know, let's throw some chaos in. The Doctor is always creating chaos when there is, you know, too much order, when there are totalitarian governments. Uh, she's frequently throwing them over. Um, so, yeah, this is... Uh a very, very powerful statement on behalf of, you know, this darker reflection of the Doctor, given that the Master was always kind of a reflection of the Doctor at the time. So, the Roger Delgado Master was, you know, urbane and witty and refined and felt like he could be a member of a gentleman's club, the same that John Pertwee's Doctor could, and then... We had, you know, the <laughs> the desiccated coconut master who was the one that went up against Tom Baker and that was, uh, you know, he was kind of shamb- shambolic and full of life and all over the place. So, the... You know, the the evil reflection of that is a master whose life is ebbing away and can barely move and is unable to uh, g- even get out of his chair or his clock. Um, <laughs> then, uh, then we had the Peter Davison uh, master, which was Anthony Ainley. He was the same, you know, Anthony Ainley was the master alongside Peter Davison and Colin Baker and uh, Sylvester McCoy. And he was... You know, like, with Peter Davison playing the character, it's like an Edwardian cricketer, like everything, you know, toodle ho pip-pip. And Anthony Annelies' master was also cut from that mould. Like, he was uh, uh, often a guest star in things like Upstairs, Downstairs and was always playing fox hunting kind of guys and in real life was obsessed with the cricket. Like, in real life, the master loved the cricket. And in the show, the doctor loved the cricket. I know! Look at these parallels happening. Anyway... (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the master has always been kind of a, a dark shadow of, of the Doctor. Like the fact that Missy has a Scottish accent the same as Peter Capaldi's Doctor has a Scottish accent. You know, John Sim was manic and over the top the same way that David Tennant's Doctor was manic and over the top. So, here we have Sasha Dewan's master who, just like Jodie Whittaker, is uh, playing the part in a very manic and excitable way, but just instead of saving people, kills them and wants to cause chaos and destruction. So, yeah, it was just like, I I know I've spent half a podcast talking about one line of dialogue and that is uh, basically what this podcast is going to be. So, I have now delved back into the entire history of Doctor Who. I hope that was fun for you. Yes, if you've never watched an episode, you're very confused by everything I just said now. But yeah, regardless, the Master has been played by as many people as uh, the Doctor. Like in Big Finish there, Alex McQueen, who uh, plays the Master at some points, is very, very funny. Also, Jeffrey Beavers, who was the Master in The Keeper of Traken, is in Big Finish as the Master. And he is divine like he has a mellifluous and very wicked sounding voice and he is just beautiful they they bring him out frequently uh (laughs) to to play the master so yeah you if if you want to track down any of the big finishes there is one with the the two masters where (laughs) where alex mcqueen and uh jeffrey beavers team up and the Missy has her own stories and now they're doing a big uh you know 50th anniversary special for the master because that will be taking place next year uh, and John sim is coming on board now there have been many many people with theories about the master uh, and where he came from um, miles as I said uh thought it was a pre a pre Missy master um, and I'm I am to agree like I mean I know a lot of that is probably uh, fan thinking going oh well Missy deliberately didn't regenerate so we know that that's the end for the master but you know the master has died a few times uh, the Derek Jacobi master you know who was only the master briefly uh, was supposedly resurrected from nowhere Um so, yeah, I I don't know if Missy was the last word, like, because the Doctor and the Master always seem to meet in chronological order, so this would be a huge change to things if they uh, are meeting out of order, because even when they're skipping through to the, you know, the back to the Victorian era, and then we go to World War II, the Master is still the same one following the Doctor, so... I'd, I think it would be a huge change for the show for this to be a pre, um uh you know, a, a pre-master. Master. Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Although, having said that, the John Sim Master came back during that final Peter Capaldi adventure and was there alongside Missy, fighting alongside. So... Maybe that's just a convention that's happened because of the availability of actors. You know, sometimes the real world does impinge on this show in a way that I'm not happy about. For instance, I have been unable to uh, get a hold of Terror of the Autons to watch while I'm here on the Gold Coast, which is very, very upsetting me. So, uh, I'm, I'm back home tomorrow. But I won't be home in time to record uh, a podcast. So, we'll have to do Terror of the Autons next week. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, being Friday, the 10th of January, is my birthday. Woo-hoo! I know, it's exciting. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll be putting up a podcast for my birthday. Don't worry, I'll still be here. I just won't have watched the episode of Doctor Who I wanted to watch. But I can pro- I'll, I'll find plenty of things to talk about because... Uh, You know, I don't don't know if you've been listening to this podcast all the way through. But I do manage to find things to talk about, uh, including here when I just talked about one line of dialogue. Oh, speaking about lines of dialogue, there there are a couple in this show that that just killed me. Um, Essex, that is my manner. We are golden. Oh, Graham. He's a delight. And (laughs) when Yes yells out, Ryan, don't tell them the plan. (laughs) Now, look, I know it was kind of a funny joke, but is this foreshadowing? Because, you know, it's always the bad guys who tell the entire plan to the good guys before they do the plan and then they're obviously thwarted. Is this foreshadowing that Ryan is going to turn bad because he has a propensity to tell people his entire plan before he enacts it? I don't know. Probably not. But what a theory if it happens. Uh, there'll be more theories for you tomorrow, uh, which is the last one for the week. On my birthday. Uh, please tell your friends if they haven't listened to the podcast. Don't come near it. It's too nerdy and they'll hate it. Yeah, that'll make them Have it. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well?